We have to go back! Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. I'm Ricky. I'm Grayson. And today we are taking a look at the 1973 American sci-fi western thriller, Westworld. A wicky wicky wow, wicky wow, wicky wicky wow wow Westworld. Michael Crichton, he wrote it with Yul Brynner, Rough Rider, and androids and stuff. Yep. Did it. And if you're a fan of the show Westworld, I want to put your mind at ease. We are obviously doing this because the season two of Westworld, the TV show, is coming back. I have seen the show. Ricky has not. But we want to pay a courtesy to all our listeners. We will not be revealing any spoilers from season one of Westworld or the season two trailer uh, in this podcast. Uh, but we will be talking about the Westworld movie in its entirety. So if you don't want spoilers for the movie, watch the movie, then be here. But I can tell you, if you know anything about Westworld as a franchise at all, you probably know what's going on in the movie. You probably got it already. Yeah, and and just to also caution our Eastworld uh, wa- mm-hmm. listeners, um, mm-hmm. we will be spoiling that. Yes, tons of Eastworld. Yeah, just a lot of old colonization. <laughs> yeah, and we've already done Wayne's World, so right. check out that episode. <laughs> Perfect tie-in. Westworld is the movie that the HBO series is kind of like a spinoff or adaptation from. And like we said, it was written by Michael Crichton and is all about amusement park androids that malfunction and begin killing visitors, which I guess is it's really just the first, second, and third act in just one tight sentence. It stars Yul Brynner as an android in a futuristic Western-themed amusement park and Richard Benjamin and James Brolin as guests of the park. Now, Michael Crichton became inspired to write this film after a trip to Disneyland where he saw the Pirates of the Caribbean ride and was really impressed with the animatronic characters. And he thought to himself, what if these pirates came alive and murdered people? And then he wrote Westworld. Like, Michael, just enjoy the ride. You waited an hour and a half for this. Right, right, right. Hear me out. Hear me out. What if they all came alive and started killing people? And uh, what if that kid from 21 Jump Street was one of the pirates? Michael, you're talking crazy. 21 Jump Street won't be around for several years. Enjoy the ride. (laughs) And it's over. The Caribbean ride is interesting, too, when you think about the quote in Jurassic Park where they say, yeah, but when the pirates break down Pirates of the Caribbean, they don't eat the guests. Like, oh, it's all connected. <laughs> and apparently Michael Crichton had a very difficult theme park experience. <laughs> so Michael Crichton uh, by 1973 was already a very successful uh, novelist. He wrote the Andromeda strain, uh, which also became a film and between the years of 1966 and 2006, he wrote 25 novels, and 13 of which were made into films. And, just a fun little fact, he also is the creator of ER, the show. Not oh. the 
profession. <laughs> Just the idea of an emergency room that people what can go to. What if there was a room for yeah. emergencies after you got stabbed by pirates from Disneyland? And Brian Crichton invented the Minute Clinic. <laughs> Not true. Uh, so Crichton worked with Paul Lazarus Third uh, to write the film script. And when asked why he didn't tell it as a book, because he was already an accomplished novelist, Crichton said that he felt the story was too visual to not show as a film. And the movie was a financial success. Now, granted, this is 1973 numbers, so they might seem low. With a budget of $1.2 million, it grossed $10 million in the U.S. and earned $4 million just from rentals Whoa. in the U.S. and Canada by the end of 1973. It became MGM's biggest box office success of that year. And after it became a success in the theaters, a sequel called Future World, a few years later, uh, was created. And also CBS aired a series called Beyond Westworld, which was kind of a looking at other trips in the Westworld universe. So mm. also, you know, the Roman world and also medieval world. Technically, beyond Westworld would be, you know, geographically speaking, Pacific Ocean World. <laughs> and that would be pretty cool. So Beyond Westworld only had five episodes, three only aired on television. And so they decided it's not going to work on TV. So let's take it to HBO because it's not TV. <laughs> it's HBO. So 15 years after writing Westworld, Michael Crichton would create his most famous story. Jurassic Park, which is about the amusement park where the attractions go crazy and attack the guests. He certainly has a type. Certainly does. Yeah. It's nothing compared to ER World, <laughs> where all the deaths are accidental and devastatingly sad. Huh. I mean, that was NBC, but it was basically HBO for the 90s. Yeah. NBC, nothing but crying. NBC's slogan was, it's not HBO, it's NBC. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Take it how you will. Uh, so before we get into our reactions, uh, I do want to share a couple of fun facts. Uh, so I didn't realize this watching the film. This was a future film, Grayson. The yeah. film takes place in 1983. Like 10 years forward. Yeah. And I yeah. always love seeing what like past future looks like it was like oh we're gonna have all this technology and uh it's just old computers still <laughs> i was like oh man we have all this technology with all of it combined is used basically just to make the tron special effects with 300 megabytes of storage yeah but that hovering transport was still pretty impressive oh yeah and Westworld was the first film to ever use computer digitized images as a part of the future film. So that kind of mosaic look that the rope to see uh, the pixel vision that the yeah. robots had mm -hmm. that had never been used in film before into uh, mm -hmm. what we would call a filter. Uh, this was like a huge deal in 1973. And then they are like, wait, we can use this to blur out naked people on the news. 
I want to create a show called Cop World, where we blur out the faces of people who don't want to be in Cop World. It's like, oh, the cops are like robots. No, it's just we follow cops. And it's got Yul Brynner's robot vision. <laughs> it's like he's looking at all these people the cops are catching. Yep. Bad yep. boys, bad boys. Um, and Westworld also contains one of the earliest references to computer viruses. I love it. Because it's... So you know how in Marvel Civil War, where Tony Stark is talking to Tom Holland as Peter Parker, and he's like... Well, why why do you do this, kid? And he basically says everything except for the words with great power comes great responsibility. He's yeah. like, Well, sometimes if you if something bad happens and you have the ability to stop it, then it's like you did the bad thing. And that's basically what they did like with the computer virus in the movie. Mm-hmm. They're like, Well, it's like some malfunction and it's spreading through these computers. Like some kind of disease. It's like they're playing a round of taboo and can't say virus. <laughs> I feel like the answer is virus. Yes, pretty sure it's virus. Grayson, before yeah. we go into our reactions, mm-hmm. I want to take a quick little trip over to Quote Corner. Quote Corner! A choo-choo. So, bless you. <laughs> one of my favorite moments is... At the very beginning, with the announcer. The announcer oh. of people going to Westworld. Yeah. Favorite line in the whole movie. We are sure you will enjoy your stay in Westworld. While you are there, please do whatever you want. There are no rules, and you should feel free to indulge your every whim. Do not be afraid of hurting anything or of hurting yourself. Nothing can go wrong. It's the nothing to can go wrong thing that I feel like is the worst thing. It's like going to Disneyland and saying, the food is fine. Like, what? What? What What do you mean the food is fine? It's like, why do you have to say that? Couldn't it just be fine? Now that we're camped out in quote corner, mine is the quote itself doesn't really, you know, pop. But it's more the spirit of the character who says the quote. And that's towards the end where there's a guy changing a flat tire that works for the company, and he is just freaking out on Richard Benjamin, saying, quote, You haven't got a chance! (laughs) End quote. Worst customer service in the history of there being customers that are served. Oh, yeah. He's like, uh... Really lost his cool. He's like, oh, you're a guest. Well, anyway, I'm getting out of here. You're dead. (laughs) You have you don't have a chance. Yeah, that's when Richard Benjamin's like boing flip and <laughs> takes care of that. And now we're gonna go ahead and get into our reactions. So I'm gonna take a swing here, Grayson. Uh, mm-hmm. This is your first time watching the movie Westworld. It is my first time watching the movie Westworld. I watched the trailer for the movie Westworld, watched the TV show, and then watched this. Uh, for the for the this episode, um, so I had an understanding of the world going into it. I kind of like, I mean, the premise is fairly simple, especially if you've seen uh, Jurassic Park or anything where something went wrong. Um, you can kind of like tell what is coming. So, but it was interesting to see um, one what was futuristic because a lot of it still feels futuristic. And two, uh, the limitations that they still address, like the hands, I thought was really interesting. They're like, 
you can tell that they're robots because the hands, like they haven't really gotten the hands right. And it's like, oh, that's that's great. Like you're not going to get everything completely right. And some aspects are going to be more believable than others. So I really appreciated stuff like that. I thought that was that was super interesting and uh, kind of helped me like dig into this version of the world a little more. Um, I also uh, thought it was interesting that they kept referring to it as Western world. Um, it kind of felt like a, a Beetlegeist situation where it was like, oh, did, was this supposed to be called Western World? And then you like hacked off the urn because it was cleaner. Like I uh, thought that was uh, kind of an interesting thing too. It's like, ah, Westworld like, just tested better. So there were things like that that I really enjoyed. And ultimately I loved the, the interaction between the two characters. Like there wasn't a ton of B story to this um, except for maybe the technicians trying to figure out like what's going wrong. That's like really the only thing, but it really focused a lot on the relationship between the two of them um, to where they didn't just feel like buddies. Like it felt like they had distinct personalities and different reasons for being there without being overly exposition heavy. Like we understand there are, there's like an ex-wife involved and like he's getting over this relationship and his friend kind of, did this thing because he had been before. So he has experience and can guide him through it. Like they're really nice. Um, you're, you're joining these characters at a great time uh, to be able to pick up on these really nice, uh, like nuggets of story rather than having to like see them in the world. And then, Hey, here's an ad for Westworld. Let's all sign up for Westworld. Right. A thousand dollars a day. Like it, it is able to pick up at the, I'd say most interesting part, even though the pacing feels really different, like it has an older style pacing. Um, you can pick up a lot of that from the trailer as well. We were like, wait a minute, all the stuff from the trailer was in the third act. Like you get there eventually, but that third act really pays off because of the homework that they're doing in the first two. Uh, yeah. So I, I was pleasantly surprised by how accessible the movie was, how entertaining it was. Um, especially for something that is so premise driven where you're like, okay, I came here to see one thing and that's for robots to go crazy on people. Um, you, you get there in a more organic way. My, my last reaction to it as well was it was so great to see the other two worlds of, uh, medieval world and Roman world. Uh, because I mean, it's just called Westworld, like they're well within their rights to just camp out there, but to see the implications of like, if a husband and wife go to this Delos uh, kind of compound, then like a wife goes off to Roman world and the husband goes off to medieval world. And like, what are the social ramifications of this? Anything goes vacation. Um, so they're able to explore a lot with in a really short amount of time. It's only an hour and 28 minutes. So, I think there there's a lot of really interesting what if uh, played out in this story. And so I, I just really appreciated that. Oh, yeah. I had only heard of the show Westworld and I didn't even know it was based on any other property. And after watching the movie, it's it's ripe for a recast and remake. That's like why we do that segment to give Hollywood great ideas and hopefully gleam credit from it. So, yeah, I I was really impressed with it. I didn't know it was going to be as solid of a premise as what 
it is. It's and it was really fun. Like the I loved watching these people experience this. The pacing of this movie was more specifically a lot like Halloween to me, where it's mm. just like everything is kind of building up to the third act and it's just kind of like building on your expectations of what's to happen because it's all about like you know, it's basically the Jurassic Park experience. Just like, oh, is wouldn't it be so cool if this thing happened? Like, yeah, it would be cool. We forgot about this thing. It's just like, oh yeah, that's right. Spare no expense. Uh, but yeah, I, I just really enjoyed it. And the as we'll talk about in uh, recast remake in this episode, I have some ideas of ways that they could definitely expand that world because I think that that's such a fun premise. Also, some crazy action, like when they just give Yul Brynner the old three billboards treatment and chuck him out a window. I was like, oh, my goodness, that is oh my gosh. a fall. So, yeah, let's talk about that. So I think my favorite thing in Westworld, which, like, if you were to tell me that this was, like, a episode of Black Mirror, I'd believe you. And oh, yeah. I haven't seen Black Mirror any of it because uh i'm a weenie <laughs> i'm too scared to watch it um uh, but it, just the ramifications just like hey listen you can't shoot you, you can't kill humans here you can only shoot robots so just shoot away i'm like oh my gosh like that's so unsettling like but guess he, what if you get in a fist fight anything goes right like that was my biggest thing i'm just like but what about knives and what about yeah. you know other ways to murder people. Like, yeah, nope. What if Dick Van Patten just plunged <laughs> one of those broken bottles into somebody and be like, oh, I thought you were a robot. Right? Oh or, or even the sword, like the sword fighting thing. Like, yeah. even though that robot was supposed to stop, like, what's to say another guest what, wouldn't just do the same thing? When uh, Yul Brynner comes in and he's like, you're a sloppy drinker, and his friend just says, Psst, kill him. <laughs> like, that i don't know like this is what we call a side mission (laughs) kill him like i i just thought that the way that people were using that to basically get this like amusement park version of the purge Mm -hmm. out of people's system was That's really what it is yeah that's a that's a good connection and to think of how much money people spent on developing these technologies and these different fail safes so that people could just willingly walk into a western like world and just start killing people and like having robot prostitutes just there for people to prostitate whoa that word sounds dirtier (laughs) than any real word it was it's like weird that that's like part of the thing it's like hey a thousand bucks a a thousand bucks a day and these people are staying there for days like or weeks like guy got off the (laughs) off the trains like yeah i was the sheriff of westworld for two months two months Mm. that's Mm -hmm. wild westworld the whole time, I just kept wondering, yeah, I know this is supposed to be the best amusement park in the world, but how would James Cameron make it better? <laughs> I think he's got a few lessons up his sleeve. Oh, he does. All right, now we're going to go launch into some head cannon. Head cannon. <laughs> Nothing can go wrong. 
So Headcan is a part of the show where we share with you unique ideas about the movie and untold stories based on evidence provided by the film. My biggest piece of headcanon is, like, or basically what happens in this world after all of the different uh, robot problems. Uh, I think the main thing that was malfunctioning, and this is my headcanon based off of the movie, uh, so I don't know, you know, what the show says it is, but my man... My main idea about their malfunctioning is that um, they are becoming human um, mm. or more human-like uh, somewhere along the lines in the same storyline of iRobot oh, okay. and Blade Runner. Oh. Because it's the replicants were basically human and the only way that you could, you know, figure it out is because of the interview process like there's just certain things that you can tell the eyes were a big thing in that as well so but then also in iRobot it's because like the whole thing is like yeah well we created these robots and they follow all these different rules but they almost always lean towards world domination <laughs> somehow mm -hmm. in every iteration and so um, I think it's in those worlds and also because i refuse to not acknowledge two movies about the west and robots and will smith the venn diagram is westworld it's just there oh that's great uh for my headcanon i actually place this as um part of a trilogy uh, well, one, I, I would have loved to have seen each park be their own individual one, kind of like what we were saying with, with Future World. Yeah. Um, but I place this with movies that exist, which would be uh, you start with Westworld and then uh, the chief supervisor. Actually, he was never given a name. He was played by Alan Oppenheimer, but he uh, grows up to try this again. And that is actually Dr. Hammond who, uh, as an old man, is like, I'm done with animatronics, I'm done with robots, uh, I'm going to create these dinosaurs, and that's where we get Lost World. <laughs> but these, uh, these machines basically were confined to an island. Um, Delos is the name of the... Uh, again, this has nothing to do with TV show, this is just my own thoughts about about the movie, but that these machines were confined to the island. Uh, the company is called Delos, uh, or Delos, depending on which character says it. And uh, I looked into that, and that's actually an island, like a mythological island. I believe it actually exists too, but it, it plays heavily in mythology um, in the Mediterranean uh, over by Greece. And so the idea being that it's called that because this is where this resort is, where this island is. Um, and they're kept there for quite a while, but with the um, expansion and chaos that comes from uh, future developments like, you know, Jurassic Park and other crazy things like that, all that the chief supervisor kind of looked over, or that Dr. Hammond oversaw, um, chaos starts to expand. So the dinosaurs get off their island. Uh, the uh, robots get off of Delos that they're able to just kind of get out in the world. And the only thing that can really subdue both a, a chaotic world of dinosaurs and robots 
is to sink them. They basically have to flood the earth, uh, which is where we get Waterworld, <laughs> the third movie in this trilogy. Nice. Uh, because I was thinking about it whenever he's in medieval world and they're like, Give me, she's like, free me, help me, help me. And he's like, here's some water. And she's like, <laughs> and like, oh, that's all it took was a glass of water. What happened back in the saloon? Was that just robot water? So it's got some robot whiskey for everybody. But I think they were designed to drink water and she was designed to call for help. Uh, anyway, the way to fight both the dinosaurs and the, uh, the robots flood the earth, and then just wander around on big trash heaps. So if you're looking for a watching order, you got Westworld, Lost World, Waterworld. Very good. Uh, you actually reminded me of another little bit of headcanon I had, which was the idea that um, there is a movie world where oh, yeah. um, it's kind of like a Truman show meets like all these different genres. So basically it made me think a lot of scream, for example, uh, mm-hmm. how self-referential screen is. I think it's because that's like the new form of entertainment is that they're, they said, okay, great. Let's scrap this let's just stick with our world and we'll just hire actors to give these people these hyper-realistic experiences and not let them know about it uh so i think that that's how we get a lot of movies and all these other things in that world so a lot of movies i think like i mentioned in the scream review how a lot of movies don't reference horror movies Um, that's because horror movies don't exist uh because they they do exist, but outside of these communities of people where they basically are filming these Truman Show like movies with these people making the same dumb mistakes that anyone who would see any horror movie wouldn't ever make. Uh, yeah. So I know I'm speaking specifically on horror movies, but like mostly that and applying it to other films like dramas or action things like that. Like, oh man, this guy has always had dreams of being an action hero. So he gets inducted to this program where he gets to play out this action hero role and his mind gets wiped and then he gets recasted as the same action hero in a different movie. And that's how Tom Cruise's career works. <laughs> Headcan. That's interesting because there's actually the, the set of Westworld was the same set uh, in Blazing Saddles. Whoa. So the idea of that, they just, they get rid of this uh, and then they move on to use it for a more realistic entertainment experience. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's kind of interesting. Nice. All right, now we're going to go to recast and remake. Recast, remake. So, if this movie were to be made today, who'd you cast and what would be the storyline? So, uh, Grayson, what you got? All right, so I'm just going to do the three main guys for this movie. So, Westworld, the show, has a lot of people that work on Lost uh, from it. It was kind of like... Not necessarily the actors, but a lot of the crew is is part of the Lost crew. So um, I was already in a mindset there. So I actually recasted the two main guys for Richard Benjamin's character, who's kind of like the lead. I had Jeremy Davies, who played Daniel Faraday on Lost. Nice. Um, he's got that kind of affable feel, but he can also get intense when he needs to be. Um, and then for the... Uh, 
James Brolin character of John, uh, I had Henry Ian Cusack, who was Desmond. Um, uh, you know, he looks great with the longer hair, Yeah, but uh, I think the, the two of them have really great chemistry and could have that, um, like kind of push and pull for, for Henry it's a little, uh, more probably a, like a rugged role than he typically plays. Um, he, I think he was more like sympathetic and lost and, and some of the other shows I've seen him in, but he, he can have that kind of instigator, uh, sense as well. Mm-hmm. If he, uh. If he really hones into it. So I think the two of them would be great. Um, at, at first for Richard Benjamin, I had Bill Hader because I think <laughs> it was the haircut. Nice. But ultimately, I landed on Jeremy Davies. Then uh, for the character of the bad robot, another J.J. Abrams connection. Uh-huh. I uh, Instead of Yule Brenner, I picked another classically scary bald guy, and that is Dean Norris from Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's he's got the look um and i think him just as a robotic killing machine would actually be pretty awesome that's awesome uh so for me i had two people in mind as soon as i saw uh, the main characters on the train i immediately thought josh brolin and adam scott (laughs) oh that's good i i mean and the guy like he it was just too perfect i was just like them that's who is in this uh, movie remake uh, mm-hmm. and alternatively uh, Sterling K. Brown because I've been seeing him in so many more things and yeah. I love him uh, and The Rock oh that's good I just think that they would be really great together uh, mm-hmm. as the two main guys as the robot I, I couldn't think of anyone other than Arnold Schwarzenegger um, except for um, Jason Statham I think that he would be a really good like menacing robot, especially because I think he would do a lot of uh, other kind of fighting. Like mm-hmm. he's just like, oh, <laughs> oh, bullets! My my gun is out of batteries. That's okay. I'll use literally everything in this saloon. The Schwarzenegger thing is interesting because I, I read that he used Yul Brynner's performance as inspiration for the Terminator. No way! That's awesome. Yeah, way to go. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think as a remake, I think that they, I think a Westworld thing would be great. Um, and I like what they did with future world concept wise. I haven't seen it. Um, but I think that they should continue to do other worlds. I think ultimately it would be a five part franchise. So you start with Westworld, which would basically be this movie, um, and then you go to Future World, which deals with like the way of the future, kind of like Tomorrowland, um, still kind of horror or futuristic and weird technological uh, things. Then this made me think of what would be a really great one based off of them saying they couldn't get the hands right. I would love to see if the third movie in the series because I feel like this company would ultimately buy them, would be Disney World, because they couldn't Mm. get the hands right, and all the robots (laughs) would be wearing giant white gloves. Uh, So, (laughs) And then, after that, they bring you 90s World, where you pay $1,000 a day for slower internet, no Wi-Fi, but you can go to Circuit City anytime you want. (laughs) Paradise, if you ask me. And then the last one is where they go further back in time, uh, and it's a world where you get to go see dinosaurs in real life, and you call it uh, Cretaceous World. I like it. 
And uh, Hollywood, I know you're listening. Uh, HBO, holler at ya boy. And then a spinoff where you get to host a local cable access show from your basement. <laughs> and you call it Garth World. <laughs> Give Garth his dues. <laughs> and then another one where you just tell them what you want, what you really, really want. Because it's Spice World. So now we're going to go into the sometimes segment of the show um, called, what, 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 what would you do? Uh, so Grayson. Yeah. If you were in the Westworld world, um, mm-hmm. not specifically Westworld, but like the Delos kind of system, uh, yeah. where would you want to travel to? And it's not limited to the three that exist in the movie. Right. But if you could create your own or if you did want to go to one of those three places, what would you do? If I could have a Delos-like experience, um, I would kind of take your idea you were saying of the movie world i would just want to go to hill valley from back to the future nice and if i can't do that i'd be like all right then just make a doc brown robot for Westworld, and we'll call it back to the future three <laughs> i think that that would be so good like i think movie world would be the most fun like you yeah. either have those actual actors and it's a thousand bucks a day and so basically yeah. you go through the days of the movie uh, or you get mm-hmm. to just live. You can choose if you want to be an extra or if you want to be the main character. And the extras just get to be like the Elijah Woods characters. Just like, it's a baby. So like you have lines or you have different things. And I just think that that would be so much fun. Yeah. No. I, I think it'd be amazing. I mean, a couple of months ago, I went to the Universal lot and was on the Hill Valley set there. Like they have it still set up like Hill Valley. And I was like, oh, this is what I always wanted. <laughs> uh and so to be able to just like go to the diner and like that, do all that stuff uh, would be so great. That would be great. Yeah. I, I honestly would just love to go to 90s world. Like I mentioned in recast remake, if because the thing I want the most in 90s world is to just I would spend a thousand dollars. I would make it the most jam packed day. I would do mm-hmm. the following. I would go shopping. I would I would get an entirely 90s wardrobe. I would buy all the CDs and VHS tapes as I could. And then the most specific thing I would want to do is mm-hmm. I would want to go to a movie theater, buy tickets to see Space Jam. Wow, that is 90s. And buy Butterfinger BBs. Oh, because yeah. Butterfinger BBs and Dunkaroos and watch Space Jam in theaters on the big screen like it was 1996. I would pay a thousand dollars for that. I mean, great. And then you get pranked by Howie Mandel <laughs> and he re- reveals that the whole thing was actually Bobby's world. Oh, it would be the best prank. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that, that's where I would go. Um, I, I don't I don't need all the action and the adventure and all the other things. I don't even need the robots. If it was just a bunch of people doing cosplay, I, I, I'd pay $1,000 for that. For the sweet, sweet taste of Butterfinger BBs. And to watch Space Jam in theaters. I'd pay top dollar for it. All right, now we're going to go to our final segment, which is us giving you our reasons to recommend. So, Grayson... Why would you recommend the 1973 movie Westworld? 
I think it's a very clear premise and it delivers on that premise. Like I did not feel shortchanged or anything like that, uh, but it really explores it in a couple different ways, uh, which is pretty great to see. And to see like even when it's working, what are the problems with that idea? Uh, before anything goes wrong, like there are still issues with it. Uh, and that that's pretty cool to see. Like even at the the pinnacle of this technology, things would still be wrong. Uh, and Michael Crichton does a great job at exploring uh, like what happens when we fly too close to the sun, basically. And you get that with Jurassic Park and you get that with a ton of his properties deal with it. And uh, it was cool to see a movie that he like he directed it. He wrote and directed it. Um, and so he's able to really fully explore that vision um, from his brain to the screen. And so um, I, I also recommend it because if even if you haven't seen uh, Westworld, the show, especially if you haven't seen it, really, it is a, a great um, not even just an on ramp, but it it made me want to go back and rewatch the TV show Westworld because for everything that this movie explores, the TV show it says. I, I see what you're doing. I have an idea about that. Um, and it's just a really cool evolution of a, a, a solid premise. So that's why I'd recommend this movie. And it's a look at what truly makes us human. Nice. Very nice. Yeah, I would recommend Westworld because even for a 1970s three film, uh, it's very ahead of its time. I mean, I it makes mm. sense why HBO said this is the show that we're making because uh, yeah. it just really does lend itself to today's technology and commentary on, you know, nostalgia for like, just remember what I bet you, we have too much technology. Let's go back. Let's like, let's get a lot of futuristic technology to take us way back to when there was no technology. I think it's a really, really, good thriller uh it really mm -hmm. does keep you on your feet and makes you ask a lot of questions like uh if you're too afraid like me to watch black mirror about how technology is gonna ruin our lives uh, watch this because it's I, I wasn't too afraid of it <laughs> um <laughs> and also i just think it's a really really cool concept like i think that that concept could easily become a massive franchise and, and there's a lot to work with in the head canon of it so i think that's always a fun thing to do when you watch a movie so recommend yeah. it for that yeah and even though it, it is an older movie the effects are hold up in a lot of ways like michael crichton was able to pull a nick cage and effectively say i want his face off <laughs> and he did it by golly, he did it. <laughs> and that is our review of Westworld. Let us know if you have seen the movie Westworld. If you have, congratulations. You win the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast No Prize. It's worth nothing. And it doesn't even exist except through my voice and in your mind. Congratulations. Because you stole fizzy lifting <laughs> drinks. And now the ceiling needs to be buffed and washed. You get nothing. <laughs> if you've seen Westworld, let us know what your favorite thing about it is. And if you do watch the show Westworld, let us know spoiler free 
what you like about it. Mm-hmm. And it would mean a lot if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps people to know that this is the podcast that they would pay $1,000 an episode to listen to, but they don't have to because it's made possible by people like you. <laughs> so yeah, leave us a review on a scale of one to five worlds. <laughs> leave us a review on a scale of one to five directions. North, east, south, west, and oh. west. <laughs> yep. Yep. Five. Yeah. Or or you can leave us a, a scale on uh, one to five finger rings. Ooh. Uh, one means like, oh man, that's barely passable. Five is a full on believable robot. Yep. And a high five. Yeah. Robot high five. Destroyed. <laughs> and be sure to tune in next time right here on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. Until then, remember to be kind and rewind. Coming soon to the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. There was an idea. The idea was to bring together a group of remarkable people. See if they could become something more. See if they could work together. When we needed them to fight the battles, we never could. So, they brought a shovel. (laughs) That's right, we are going to be reviewing the 1999 movie Mystery Men. And some forks. (laughs) You think you're the only person who knows how to get angry? (laughs) My name is Fury. Nice. You were just nailing it. I've thought about this movie a lot. (laughs)